The Supreme Court strikes down affirmative action. Joe Biden is weathering the storm of Hunter's scandals. Plus, Joe Biden is uh, touting Bidenomics, even though a very small majority of Americans actually support the way he's handling the economy. So all that on today's episode. Let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, hey there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from our BNC studios here in lovely eastern Indiana. Oh, kind of lovely. I'm getting uh, thunderstorms today, but we're going to help hopefully bring some sunshine to today's episode. We have returning guests from StopJoe.com, Ted Harvey. Welcome back to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, good afternoon. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. Looking forward to discussing all things Biden and hopefully stopping the uh, the president. That is StopJoe.com. But before we do that, Ted, do us a favor. Reintroduce yourself here to the Brian Nichols Show audience. And what is StopJoe.com? Well, sure. Thank you. I'm a former senator from the state of Colorado. When we started a little pack back in 2013 called the Stop Hillary Pack. And uh, we were pretty influential in the 2016 elections and then became the committee to defend the president, becoming one of the largest pro-Trump PACs in the country for his entire administration. And unfortunately, when Biden was sworn in in 2021, we changed the name of the PAC to the committee to defeat the president. And our goal is to make sure that we take back the House and the Senate and the White House and, and stop this radical leftist agenda that the administration has been pushing for the last several years. And and making sure that we take back America and um, keep it keep it in our hands permanently rather than what has happened over the last several years. Yeah, and a lot has happened in the past few years with uh, the Biden administration. And I will say, here's one thing uh, that's actually been a positive, but it wasn't his doing. It was actually the Supreme Court's doing. And hey, this is where the conservatives absolutely got this right, saying Donald Trump's going to be putting in some Supreme Court justices that are going to be really important when it comes to some very controversial topics that we've been talking about and, and hopefully seeing, uh, you know, they're, they're weighing in. And in this case, the affirmative action conversation finally came to a head. And Joe Biden, according to uh, some new reports, saying, this is not a normal court, man, uh, in terms of the Supreme Court striking down affirmative action when it comes to college admissions. Ted, talk to us about what your perspective is in seeing the Biden administration and frankly, a lot of the more leftist social approaches to affirmative action taking a big blow today. Well, the reason why the president says that this is not your normal court is because this is not the, a normal court. What, what we have seen for the last 60 years is the radical leftists in our country not being able to push their agenda through the legislative process um, in Congress because the vast majority of the American people don't agree with this whack job stuff that they've been pushing down the throats of the American people. And so they have pushed it through the the very activist leftist courts um, system for decades. And thank God for Mitch McConnell when he was in there and stopped Merrick Garland from getting on the court um, when Obama had the ability to appoint him. And, and Mitch McConnell held that uh, that vote up until the next election. And then when Trump got elected, um, Mitch McConnell did away with the um 
you know, 60 vote requirement to get Supreme Court justices on there and went to a 50% plus one vote. And Donald Trump appointed three very good, solid conservative constitutionalists, textualists that would vote on the con on the bills and legislation based on what the Constitution says, not what the radical leftists want it to say. And that is unusual for the courts. And that's why Biden is freaking out right now. That's why the left is freaking out right now, because we are supposed to be a colorblind society, a colorblind judicial system. And the Democrats have been using affirmative action to um, you know, discriminate against people that they want to discriminate, whether it's whites, whether it's Asians, you know, whoever they want to discriminate against. They've been using the affirmative action process to do that. And that's blatantly unconstitutional. And thankfully, the courts today overturned that. Yep, but be prepared because the Biden administration, they're ready to uh, use their their administration, in this case, the Department of Education, which we should abolish. Just, let's just abolish it right now um, to actually fix this air quote saying, uh, today I am directing the Department of Education to analyze what practices help build more inclusive and diverse student bodies and what practices Hold that uh, back, Biden said. He noted that practices like legacy emissions and other systems expanded privilege instead of opportunity. Biden continued by asking colleagues not to reject the cause of diversity and emissions, saying, quote, we cannot let this decision be the last word. The court can render a decision. It cannot change what America stands for. So going back to where a lot of folks I think now can rightfully say they were worried about the Biden administration taking a much more strong or armed, dare I say, authoritarian approach to passing down their edicts, now saying he might go through executive order uh, order via the Department of Education to uh, try and bring back some type of affirmative action, Ted. And what will happen? <laughs> there will be lawsuits by Republican governors all across the state and attorney generals all across the United States, and they'll put a stop to that. Um, the administration has tried to do that over and over and over again, and he, they, he has been slapped down by the court system because we have good constitutionalist district or attorney generals and governors that have been willing to take on this radical leftist president, and the courts have ruled with the Constitution and with the American people. So um, I think that the president's just trying to cater to his base, but it's never going to happen. Yeah, well, he's trying to cater to his base, and he's also trying to stay afloat with uh, his Hunter Biden, his wonderful, just absolutely gorgeous of his sons, right? You know, going through saying he's a proud dad, uh, weathering his scandals left and right because Hunter uh, seemingly can't keep anything under wraps. He has to go ahead and, and pretty much expose himself, uh, both literally and figuratively, if you know what I'm saying. Um, but right here, uh, Newsweek with an article saying Joe Biden is in fact weathering the storm of Hunter Biden's scandals. Uh, according to a majority of Americans, they say their opinion of President Biden has not changed as a result of the legal tra uh, travails of his son, Hunter Biden, according to a new poll conducted exclusively for Newsweek. Last week, Hunter's legal team struck a deal with the Department of Justice over income tax and and weapon possession charges and under the agreement he's expected to avoid any prison time by pleading guilty to a misdemeanor tax offense whilst avoiding prosecution for illegally possessing a firearm as a drug user which of course is exactly how any other average citizen would have been treated right ted 
Yeah, but that's not the issue. The issue is that this administration, this Justice Department is doing everything they can to protect President Biden from the fallout of everything that came out of the Hunter Biden laptops. And they're trying to go forward with this plea agreement to say, let's move on. Let's go on. We've, we've already discussed this. Let's get it behind us. But what's happening every day is a different whistleblower is bringing out more and more information that is not necessarily relevant to Hunter Biden because I think most Americans could care less about the president's son. What they do care about is the fact that the president of the United States has compromised our national security by working with through his son to essentially blackmail foreign countries and shake them down for tens of millions of dollars for their family and put themselves in a situation where these communist enemies of our country can blackmail the president of the United States. And I think the more and more that comes out on this issue, the bigger this issue is going to be. And I know that the Republican Party desperately doesn't want to impeach this president because it's politically you know, a hand grenade when you try to impeach a seated, seated president. We've learned that over many times that the a party has tried to do that. Um, but the more documentation that keeps coming out every single day, the more it's going to be hard for for um, the Speaker of the House to stop any kind of, of investigation from continuing on this issue, because this really is rises to the level of high crimes and misdemeanors, which would should result in the impeachment of a president of the United States. And if we go deeper into this poll conducted by Newsweek, 60% of Americans believe the legal issues are primarily the result of Hunter Biden's own actions, which appear to be illegal, with just 19% blaming them on, quote, politically motivated attacks from Joe Biden's opponents, continuing a plurality of respondents back the investigations into Hunter and his, quote, legal affairs, with 33% saying they strongly support and 22% saying they support the action, with only 10% being opposed, the remainder being either in the camp of neither support nor oppose or don't know. And then this is interesting. A similar proportion wants further investigation into Hunter's foreign business dealings, with 50-plus percent of Americans saying they either support or strongly support this proposal by just the contrast of 12% opposing or strong opposing this suggestion, which, I, I mean, right there, Ted, this speaks to Americans are, I think, growing tired of the political class being able to get away with whatever it is that they think they can get away with. And frankly, this has been something that has really been institutionalized. We're going all the way back to James Comey, back when he was saying that, you know, while Hillary Clinton definitely did some pretty na uh, naughty things there, that he he just, he could not actually find himself as the FBI director to press any types of charges against her. So this is something that has been going for many years at this point. And I think a lot of Americans are just frankly sick and tired of it. Well, it only happens if you are a politically um, connected Democrat, high-level Democrat, or a big donor to the Democrat Party. It doesn't happen if you are the president uh, of the United States named Donald Trump or his family or anybody associated with him. Then you're going to have the full force of the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, the Justice Department of this country coming after you with everything they can to try to throw you in jail and ruin your entire career. Um, what, what the FBI and the CIA did to Donald Trump by 
lying to the American people and saying that there was potential collusion between the Russian government and the Trump campaign is outrageous when they knew, and we all know now because these documents have been declassified, that CIA director, um, I'm blanking out on Comey? his name, Bremer, oh, Bremer met, yeah. with, Bre met with President Obama, met with Vice President um, Joe Biden, met with James Comey, and met with the head of the Justice Department and told them before any of the investigation started that they knew for a fact that this was all made up by the Hillary Clinton campaign as a political hoax and <laughs> there was nothing to it. Yet the entire um, intelligence community used that document, the Steele dossier, as justification to opening up an investigation into Donald Trump to try to bring down his campaign in the 2016 election and then to implement the Mueller investigation, which then tried to undermine the administration for the entire four years of his uh, of, of his of his term. And and everybody knew that it was all made up. And uh, it was literally a concerted effort to establish a coup against a seated president of the United States that they didn't want to have in office. And um, that is uh, there's two huge criminal cases, in my opinion, going on right now. And that is the corruption of the Biden family and the corruption of our intelligence community that tried to implement a coup against the president of the United States. And I we mean, need to get to the bottom of all of that. The, the best thing, I think, for both the Democrats and for Biden is for him to lose in 2024. That's probably what they're actually maybe hoping for because it will likely kind of get rid of these stories, right? You will no longer have the, the conversations about the Biden, uh, you know, the Biden crime family because they'll no longer be in the spotlight. Uh, and according to this new poll, uh, which we're talking about now, Bidenomics, uh, only 34% of folks approve Joe Biden's handling of the economy, and I just, I, I, you know, baffle my, my sales and marketing brain is baffled that Joe Biden, with that number in mind, is now making Bidenomics one of the key focal points of his reelection campaign, saying, and I quote, uh, Bidenomics is not about the future, man. Bidenomics is just another way of saying, restore the American dream. Okay, uh, restoring the American dream by, uh, what, crony capitalism taking tax dollars from the American taxpayer and, and shoveling it towards the, the unions that are helping reelect Democrats or shoveling it towards corporations that have no real legitimate value that they're bringing to the table. Bidenomics, I, I, I hear it right now across the board looking at this poll is not popular. Biden's approval of, or rather his uh, approval for handling the economy is not popular. And yet this is something they're running on, which again, leads me to believe maybe they just want to go ahead and lose. What else do they have to run on? <laughs> Vote for me and I'll close down the border. Um, no, that's not going to be the case. Vote for me and I'll keep our country out of foreign wars. That's not going to be the case. Vote for me and I'll lower your taxes and I'll create jobs. That's not going to be the case. Those are all talking points that Donald Trump can run on. And, you know, restore the American dream sounds very familiar to make America great again. Um, and I think that everything that Biden has going against him, Trump is going to be able to say, Look what I did in the when I in my four years in office and compare the two. And I think that's why you see Trump winning now in almost every poll um, 
you know, a year plus out from the election. And it's the first time Trump's ever been a whole ahead of Biden in, in any na- national poll. And he is in almost every one of the polls that's out there right now, because what this administration has done is put America on its heels. It's put turned us around backwards. And, and um, everybody knows that they're far worse off today than they were when Trump was in office. And I believe it's only going to get worse. The economy is going to get far worse. I think we're definitely heading into a recession between now and November of 2024. And the Democrat Party is scared to death of that happening with Joe Biden being their standard bearer moving forward. Yeah, well, and this is all from the AP here, which, I mean, usually has just been a talking uh, mouthpiece for the Biden administration and the Democrats actually uh, laying down some hard truths. A new poll identifies a weakness within Biden's own base. Many of his Democrats... Uh, many Democrats he needs to marshal in 2024 are comparatively unenthusiastic about his economic record. 72% within his party say they approve his handling and job overall, but just 60% say they approve his handling of the economy, which for a sitting president is bad, bad numbers. Uh, but by comparison, during the depths of the pandemic and unemployment spike, Republicans approved overwhelming numbers of then-President Donald Trump's economic leadership. Only one in 10 Republicans now approve of Biden overall or on the economy, a testament, <laughs> the AP's uh, narrating here, now a, a testament to the polarization that defines modern U.S. politics or maybe people are just you know letting their own lying eyes uh, deceive them by seeing just plummeting uh, or rather skyrocketing inflation, plummeting economic numbers. And people are feeling it both in, in terms of their paycheck. They're feeling it when they go to the grocery store and, and they're feeling it everywhere else. Fuel costs, uh, you know, the, the cost of energy across the board. It's, it's hitting your average person now. And I, I don't know how they can try to hide and pretend it's not real. Right. And you, you didn't mention mortgage interest rates have gone from 2%, 3%, all the way up to 7%. That's going to have a humongous impact on the real estate markets over the next 12 months. And that is one of the number one driving forces of, of the economy is the housing market. And the more people are unable to afford to be in their homes because they were on adjustable rate mortgages or, or they're trying to buy a new house and the house is far more expensive today than it was 12 months ago, um, that's going to have a huge impact on the economy. And then the, never, the next most important factor on the economy is the cost of, of oil and gas and energy. And going into the coming winter, um, oil and gas prices are already through the roof and they're only going to get worse. Um, a lot of people are going to be in a lot of tough financial problems when their interest rates are through the roof and their energy prices are through the roof. They're not going to be looking to blame Donald Trump for that. They're going to be looking to blame this administration. And there's no way that they, they can go because they've been in charge now for two years. You can't blame Donald Trump anymore for the, uh, um, you know, what happened under C-19. That, that, that dog's not going to hunt anymore. <laughs> All right, Ted. Well, as we go ahead and uh, wrap things up, we're going to end things a little bit on, on the funny side today. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen here. This is from... Trump, uh, not Trump. This is from Joe Biden on Deadline White House, I guess, on MSNBC. But it's not the content that Joe Biden says, but rather the the way he just 
seemingly walks off a live broadcast. Um, and you can see the host. She is just like absolutely horrified because she's like, uh, what is happening here? Uh, here, we're going to go ahead and share this. And if you're not joining us here in the, the YouTube rumble or sovereign video version of the show, folks, uh, and you're joining us here in the podcast version, you got to sneak over really quick to, to watch this clip. Cause it's absolutely uh, hilarious. Well, and, and the ones that didn't vote for your bills, but run on them. them That's too. right. <laughs> Mr. President, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's great to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't go anywhere. It's a very exciting day around here. Um, we'll have reaction and analysis to everything we just heard. Well, and, oh, and the ones God, that didn't Ted, vote. I mean, it's so uncomfortable. You just see Joe Biden stand up. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to leave now and just does his little robot walk off stage. Like, He's not with us, right? This is this can't be real life. He's not a real. He's like he's not a real person at this point. He's just a shell of his former self, which I I feel bad for laughing at because he's obviously an eighty some odd year old senile man. But we're he's the president of the United States. Like, what are we doing here? And this isn't you know he's it's it's not like he hasn't been an elected official, a United States senator for over 40 years, and then the vice president of the United States for eight years, and now the president of the United States for two years. He has been doing live on-camera interviews, in-studio camera interviews for decades. He knows to sit and wait until they go to a commercial break, but he can't remember that. He doesn't he, he's not able to cognitively figure out where he is and what he should be doing. And the reason why she was uncomfortable is because she knew as one of the leading Democrat propagandists out there that this was going to be a disaster for her, the leader of her party, her team, team leftist. And um, she was not just uncomfortable because. She knew he was an older man walking away from an interview, but he was an older man who was the head of their party and literally driving their their chances of winning the White House again into the ground. I think that's what she was most embarrassed about is she sees the left losing control of this of this country again, and she's afraid of what that means. Yup. Well, and, and so we had our, our good buddy Kenny Cody here in the show last week where uh, we, we had a great first half of the episode until my microphone died. <laughs> uh, but... Other than that, I mean, you see right now what happened last week to, I think, kind of carrying over a little bit here is that the White House press corps absolutely turned on Joe Biden, but there's still the legacy media, especially in your organizations like MSNBC, CNN, who they're trying to run cover for this guy. And I just think we're at a point where it's just it's it's not cutting anymore, Ted. And uh, I, I think a lot of folks both in the media are starting to wake up to the uh, the, the wind being swip, uh, swept right out of the proverbial sails there for their 2024 re-election campaigns for Joe Biden. And they're, they're seeing the writing on the wall that, yeah, Trump, despite all the unfavorability for Donald Trump, he's still polling more favorable than Joe Biden. Uh, battle states like Pennsylvania having polls coming out showing Trump with a three, four, five point lead on Joe Biden in not only the favorables, but also Joe Biden having higher unfavorable ratings. It, it, I think we're at a point now where so many folks are are seeing the emperor with quite literally no clothes on or the emperor in this case looking like a broken down C-3PO. They are awake to what's happening. They're not going to deal with it anymore. And hey, whether it's Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump, I would love to see someone like a Vivek Ramaswamy or hey, maybe an RFK. I don't know. Somebody else though being in that position of president of the United States who actually has their faculties about them, but also has a more positive vision for the country versus just more of the same corrupt nonsense that we've seen here, especially over the past three years. Ted, as we go towards the uh, the tail end of the episode, I guess that's my final thoughts. What are your final thoughts for today? 
Well, you know, I, I agree with everything you just said. And I've been saying that for the last for two years, that I don't believe that Joe Biden will be the nominee of the Democrat Party. I think that his poll numbers are going to crater so far that there's going to be other candidates out there that are going to say, I can't just sit back and let this guy drive our party into the ground. And they're going to jump in. And I think you could see uh, a Newsom from California. You could see um, Polis from my state of Colorado look at the situation and say they could get in and they could beat Biden in a primary. And I think you're going to see the leadership of the Democrat Party go to him and say, your numbers are so far gone that you cannot continue to run. And he's going to pull an LBJ kind of scenario where he gets in front of the American people and says, I cannot, I will not accept, nor will I seek the nomination of the Democrat Party, and he's going to go his separate ways. And I think you're, the, the Democrat Party and other candidates are going to force the issue as his poll numbers continue to drop. And you have Gavin Newsom in the background, like the Batman villain he is, clicking his fingers, waiting for his moment to strike. And uh, yeah, what a terrible, terrible America that would be with a President Gavin Newsom. Uh, go listen to our good friend Clint Russell uh, on his Liberty Lockdown podcast, and he will tell you all about the wonderful things that Gavin Newsom has done for California. I kid. Uh, the reason why Clint escaped California and moved to a free state like Florida with Ron DeSantis, just saying. So, uh, yes, Ted, we are unfortunately hard-pressed for time, which means with that being said, folks, if you have enjoyed today's episode, please do us a favor. Go ahead, give it a share. When you do, please tag yours truly at B Nichols Liberty on Facebook, on Twitter, wherever it is you're consuming our content. I would appreciate the support. Ted, where can folks go ahead and support you beyond stopjoe.com? Well, that's the most important place because that's where the donation page is. And we need as much money as we can to fight the radical left and take back the House, the Senate and the White House. So anybody wants to go there and help us out, we'd appreciate it. But on social media, please follow us at defeat underscore Joe. And that's on Facebook. That's on Getter. That's on Twitter. That's on pretty much everything out there. Defeat underscore Joe. And uh, we'd love to have you following us. We've got over a million followers on Facebook, but um, we'd love to have as many people as we can. So please join the army. We'd appreciate it. All right, folks. Well, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and put a, uh, a bookend to today's episode. And if you got, again, a lot of value from today's episode beyond sharing the episode, well, I would appreciate your following our uh, awesome program here at The Brian Nichols Show. You can do that a bunch of different ways. You can head over to your favorite podcast catcher, and whether that's YouTube Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or something else out there, like I like to use Podcast Addict, just make sure you go ahead, subscribe to The Brian Nichols Show if you want to do us a favor, but also do yourself a favor, download all seven. 140 other episodes of the program. A lot of goodies there, like many appearances uh, of uh, Ted Harvey here on The Brian Nichols Show and some other phenomenal guests. That's number one. Number two, if you want to go ahead and support us on the video version of the show or if you're on the podcast versions and you're like, what, there's a video version of the show? How about that? Head over to YouTube, Rumble, or Ben Swan's awesome uh, independent media, Sovereign, which I'm a big fan of. And by the way, if you are joining us on Sovereign, well, congratulations. You're seeing today's episode before anybody else, and that's my Sovereign exclusive to you. Uh, but either way, hit that subscribe button and little notification bell so you don't say single time we go live. And if you are joining us on YouTube or on Rumble, hit that like button. It helps us uh, reach more people, get more into the algos, and hopefully leave more folks educated enlightened and informed but with that being said brian nichols signing off here on the brian nichols show for ted harvey we'll see you next time thanks buddy god bless thanks for listening to the brian nichols show 
Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.